0: Check, check, check. We like to start our Sunday mornings with uh, jokes. Jokes with Jordan is, uh, congratulations, this is your uh, Sunday for a joke. Talk. That's a trademark thing now, jokes with Jordan. Next week. We're glad y'all are here. We love to get to do this each week. Um, I'm just going to invite you guys to uh, stay seated um, and uh, sing along with these songs and uh, as we worship together.
1: Spirit remind me your presence remains.
2: They must
0: Pray, uh, we pray each morning before uh, the service and as of late, really probably my only prayer over this service is just that uh, God meet the need of everybody that comes into this place because we're all coming in here with uh, different burdens and different joys and I feel like I say that all the time and it gets monotonous but it's so true just that uh, we need to believe that God is going to meet our needs. Whatever they are, how far-fetched they seem, that God is going to fill us with hope and joy and peace. So that's my prayer this morning for uh, for me, uh, for the guys here on stage, everybody involved with the service, for, uh, for you guys in the congregation. to God I just pray that you'll open our eyes this morning just pray that you will um, move in this place like never before not let this just be another Sunday morning that we come in here and spend time together for an hour and leave unchanged Lord that you would do big things right now here in this place in my heart in each heart in here I know that you can and I know that you want to Give us the courage to submit our lives to you, Lord. Every aspect. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you've done for us. Uh, thank you for the price of your life that we can never repay. Lord, just encourage us not to strive to do to do to do, do good things, but just not to strive to work for your love. Covers all. We'll just give you this time, Lord, as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Come on down. I know I got more than just one. Come on. Come on. Uh, I know I've got more than one. Look, here they come. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good? Good? How are you this morning? Are you doing good? Did y'all have a Merry Christmas? Yeah? Yeah? I got a question for you what do we do to make sure that we don't get sick what do we do what did your mom and dad tell you to do to the doctor oh yeah sometimes we have to go to the doctor but what do we do before we go to the doctor what do you do before you eat okay your parents better better tell you to do this before you eat you go to the sink you get some soap and you do what Wash your hands, that's right, that's right, and what, what types of things do we take to make us healthy sometimes? Well, I don't know, do they still make Flintstones vegetables. parents? Or we eat vegetables, yes, green vegetables, what else do we take? Little pills, they're, you eat them, and they're v- v- vi- Vitamin. vitamins, that's right, we do all these things to stay well and to keep ourselves healthy, right? Have you ever been sick? <laughs> <Daddy>. <laughs> you see, he knows better than to call you out. It's okay. It's all right. You know, I've been sick. We do all the things that we do to try to stay healthy and eat our vitamins and our vegetables. and And, you, and, you get a shot. and sometimes you get a shot. That's right. Exactly. We do all that stuff, but we still get sick. You know, there was there was a time long ago where it was Christmas season just like it was, you know, recently and still is and 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 you know, Samantha and I were getting ready for Christmas and she was about your age and you know what happened? She got sick at Christmas. And it wasn't the type of, oh, I got a little headache kind of sick. It was the daddy, I want to stay on the couch and keep the trash can next to me kind of sick. You parents know what that's like. It's not pretty. And we were sick all through Christmas. And it wasn't a happy time. But you know what? Christmas still came. And we still celebrated the birth of Jesus. Even though we were sick.
2: Christmas is Jesus' birthday.
3: Absolutely. And we celebrated his birthday. Even though we were sick. Even though we were sad that we were sick, even though we didn't feel good, Christmas came because our being sick didn't stop it. Well, you know, a long, long time ago, Miss Aaron's going to tell us about this today. There was this really, really bad dude. He was worse than the supervillains in all of the cartoons you see. His name was Herod. And he did a lot of bad things. But you know what, no matter what he did, Jesus still came and he was still a light and a beacon of hope. And so that's what he means for us. That's what Christmas is all about. It doesn't matter.
2: He everything for us.
3: He did. And it doesn't matter if we're feeling down or blue or sad. Jesus is there for us and that's what Christmas is all about. The fact that nobody can stop our God. We're going to do that? We're going to know that, right? Give me five. You're leaving me hanging. Excellent. Oh, come on. It's okay. Oh, please. She's leaving me hanging. Fist bump. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, well, look, y'all remember that when you leave here today. And you make sure you tell everybody. If they're feeling sad, you say Jesus has come. If they're feeling not happy or if they're sick, say, guess what? Our God is still with us because Jesus is here. You remind them of that, okay? You going to do that for me? All right, anybody want to pray? Oh, you know you want to. No? Okay. All right, let's bow our heads and we're going to say a prayer and then I'm going to give you some candy of Heavenly Father, help us to remember that no matter where we are and how we feel and what's going on, that, that Jesus has come. It's a beacon of hope and light, joy to the world. And that's what we need to focus on, even in the times when maybe we just don't feel like jumping up with joy. Help us to share that with those and remind everybody that that's the meaning of Christmas, that Jesus is come and nobody could stop it. In your holy name we pray. Amen. All right.
4: As the kids get their treats and start to head back to their seats, I'd like to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Because, as Sammy reminded the kids, it is still Christmas. Today is the sixth day of Christmas, so the twelfth day will be next Sunday. You're good. But... um. Before I get to announcements, there's something I want to touch on that Ants touched on a little bit about. About the the prayer each Sunday, um, as the band gathers for practice and before worship, about this, um, about praying for all of you. And of course we say every week, you know, sign in on the attendance sheets and let us know how we can be in prayer for you. Because that's one of the first things that... um, I send out either Sunday afternoon or, or Monday morning is how we can be in prayer um, for all of you. But something else he touched on is this idea of expectancy is that sometimes we can think about worship as just something that we are supposed to do. But, um, but w- our team has so much faith in, um, in the fact of that God is present that God is good and that every Sunday when we allow ourselves to just open ourselves up to His presence, to His goodness, we know that amazing things can happen. And we are so thankful that you are here with us today. And we are as always expected, that it may not always be something we can see, but but something that stirs within us. And so today, as as we gather in worship, may we gather with some expectancy that we carry with us. But th- there are some things that I do want to lift up while I have your attention. The first is, of course, next Sunday, we will go back to our normal three worship service schedule time. So next Sunday, we'll be back in here at 11 o'clock. And then... Our Wednesday night live programming, so our Wednesday night meals and classes will start back not this Wednesday, but the next on the 9th. So we hope that you'll, you'll make plans to join us for that. But this is why I really want to lift up. And these are on the back table. We handed them out Christmas Eve. But these are cards for you to take home or to give to a neighbor. But this is kind of the highlights of what's happening in 2019 here at St. Matthews. And we really want to push this because we want people to get connected. And one of the things that I realized after we sent this for print is that we left off one important thing, one very important way that we want everyone to get connected, and that's uh, our Sunday school class time. Every Sunday at 9.45 or 10 a.m., depends on the class right? sometimes 10.15, we have Sunday school classes. And sometimes start going into a new Sunday school class can be intimidating, especially if the room is full or if you don't know anyone in there. But if you are looking or at least interested at all in getting plugged into a Sunday school class, call the church office and we'd love to tell you about um, the classes that we do have because getting connected with those, um, with people in those classes, those are. Your community groups, those are groups that you celebrate with, groups that um, you, we get to do life with, and groups that really pour into us. So I really want, want to encourage you to also think about and pray about that, about how you might be able to plug into a Sunday school class in the new year, which we'll all start back next Sunday. But get one of these cards before you leave today, Grab the announcement sheet in case I missed something that Barbara wrote down. But today, as the team starts to head back up to lead us in a song, uh, before we hear um, from Scripture, may we most importantly just take a deep breath and And just be attuned to God's presence with us.
1: Line is you
4: your goodness that we are in awe of this day and every day. Be with us now, and we just pray that you remove anything that may be keeping us from being fully present, from fully listening. We just pray, Lord, for you to open our hearts, for you to open our ears. So that we may receive what you would have to say to us this day. That's all that counts. Hearing from you. We pray this in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. So today we're going to be looking at uh, the second chapter from the gospel of Matthew and as Sammy told the kids we're going to be looking at a bad dude today. And a passage that sometimes can be left out of the Christmas story. A passage that takes a slightly darker tone than we often think of. But today we're looking at Matthew 2 verses 13 through 23. Where it says, Now after they, the wise men, had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So next Sunday, the entire church will be starting a two-month series called Ripples. The effect that Jesus has on people's lives. But we're going to be starting that today in here. Because when Andy and I were tossing out names, trying to think of new people that we don't always touch on. People who, who met Jesus and something happened, there's so, many, there's so many people that we can look at. But honestly, the first name that came to me when, when we were thinking about the effect that Jesus had on people in scripture, the first name was Herod in today's passage. passage that we as I said earlier sometimes like to leave out of the Christmas story or we would rather focus on God's provision of of Mary and Joseph and and Jesus or we just go ahead and focus on the wise men but, but we'll get to the wise men next week today I think it's important for us to look at Herod a king historian's No, for his brutality. Brutality that even his wives and children weren't safe from. As Sam said, Herod was a bad dude. Herod, I would say, was probably a little paranoid. Based on on everything he did to maintain his power to maintain his position, his throne, what was his? Probably a, a little paranoid, so he kept his ear to the ground to, to listen for anything that may rise up as a threat. Anyone, anything that could potentially come for him. And so, potentially, before the wise men had come, Herod had heard about this Jewish prophecy of a hero, of a mighty warrior, a rescuer who had come to save God's people. And then these wise men from the Far East show up and they tell Herod that, according to their calculations, the prophecy has been fulfilled. And so Herod hears these men saying that, that this mighty warrior who prophecy speaks of has been born. And he probably gets a little angry. But lucky for Herod, who's this mighty warrior warrior born as. He's not a grown man. He's an infant. He's vulnerable. He's born right under Herod's nose, right in Herod's kingdom. So what does Herod do? He has all the children under the age of two murdered. because Herod wanted to protect what was his. Herod wanted to protect his life, his power. He wanted to protect what he felt was rightfully his and no one and nothing was going to stand in his way. When it comes to the christmas story we we like to focus on the words that we that we say as we write the light the advent wreath of hope and faith and and peace and joy and love we We like to focus on the warm fuzzies on a, a baby being born, on faithful Mary and Joseph carrying this this beautiful secret and, and gift from God. We like to focus on the, on the shepherds and the angels. That's what we like to picture in our heads. We don't like to think about this part of the story. What Herod reminds us of in the midst of this beautiful story and promise that can give us such peace. Here is Herod reminding us of what human beings are capable of. Here is Herod injecting into the Christmas story. The darkness that we know of so well in the world. So often when it comes to Christmas, we like to, to focus and surround ourselves on all the lights and the decorations, on the warm fuzzies, the, the, the feelings that we have that give us so much Hope for the new year. Sometimes without even realizing it, we can make all the stuff of Christmas into almost a band-aid or a blindfold where we can act like everything's good and right in the world. The thing about Christmas is that Christmas doesn't erase the sin and the darkness and death and pain. Christmas came Jesus came to take all of that on. We can we can read this story from scripture and not just race over Herod's act of killing the children and be startled. We can turn on the news or we can look in our own lives and we can see the very real darkness and sin at work. And sometimes those things can make us feel like like God is absent, or at least at times indifferent. Because that's what sin and death try to do. They try to make us think, try to convince us that God is indifferent, that God is absent from our pain and our suffering. That God doesn't care about our personal pains. But what Christmas is, God coming in flesh, Christmas is the reminder, the truth of Emmanuel, God with us. That God didn't just send anyone to bring us Words of comfort. God didn't just say, send anyone to stand between us and the forces of, of death and darkness, but God Himself. Emmanuel, God with us. We can't try to let. All the things that we feel Christmas should be. Just all the warm fuzzies and and the hope and and the joy. We can't just let these things be idle hope. And part of a cute story and a a time set aside once a year. We have to allow them to to dwell in our hearts. The truth of, of Jesus coming. that truth be what gives us strength each day to face this world, to face our own demons, to face our own dark corners and shadows and telts. The, the reminder of God is here. that God has, has come and moved into our neighborhood to come so close to us. But there, there's something else that I, th- that I think this story, or at least some questions that, that hit me with this story. That made me uncomfortable. There's something else here of when it comes to King Herod and why I think it's important for us to focus on him. This man who, who committed violence for his own selfish reasons, Reserve what he felt was his, and it's we aren't Herod. But something that struck me, as as I kept going back to this story, is is that we we as Christians can't neglect to ask ourselves at times what fear rises up within us at what God is doing or what God is calling us to do. What is God saying or doing that makes us uncomfortable, makes us want to push against him at times? Herod heard the story, Herod didn't encounter Jesus. But this was still a reaction to, to to Jesus. And something I think that's important for us to always remember. Is to own our humility, to own our need for God's sovereign power and saving grace. And to ask ourselves where in our lives, where in our hearts Do we feel ourselves pushing against God? It's as we head into this new year. There's two questions. I didn't expect to really go there, but there's two questions that I want to invite us to carry with us from this passage. As we head into the new year with all these resolutions of learning to knit or exercise or read our Bibles every day. But there's two, two things that, that hit me as I've been reading through this passage. And the first is, are we willing to ask ourselves as we head into this new year? of where we feel ourselves pushing against God, where we feel ourselves uncomfortable or fear rising up with what God is calling us to do. The second thing is, when we put up all our Christmas trees and the lights when we get past January 6th or if your tree's already up, you're already there. As soon as everything's up. And the things that we surround ourselves with to celebrate Christmas. And again, we're faced with reminders of the brokenness in the world. How will we choose this year? In 2019, to remind ourselves, to remind ourselves that, that God is with us. This we get to know God is with us. He didn't erase the brokenness or sin or death or feelings of hopelessness or or despair. He didn't erase our broken hearts. But he came. How are we choosing this year? Every day. Good or bad. And when we are reminded of, of just how, how broken people can be, how are we choosing? To remind ourselves of the truth of Christmas. The truth that that Jesus has come. And he is with us. How are we choosing? To remind ourselves of that. in the year to come. That nothing can ever steal. That Herod couldn't. Destroy. What are the questions we're asking ourselves? And how are we choosing to frame our minds? As we enter 2019, may it be focused on more than just the cute story of a baby born, but the real hope. Of a saviour who has come. May we ask ourselves these these questions as the van starts to come up and lead us in a final song. And may we not not be afraid to ask ourselves when we're afraid of what God's doing. And how we may be more faithful. Let us pray. Lord. You have come. And you have taken on. Sin and death and darkness. You have taken on. Every feeling of despair that we carry. But Lord, it's so easy to, to forget that, to forget the, the powerful truth of what it means to call ourselves your children, your followers, to call you a God who is with us and a God who is for us. even as we call ourselves your followers, as we call ourselves Christians, may we not just get comfortable, but may we always be willing to ask ourselves of where we feel afraid of what you're doing, of where we feel uncomfortable, where we're pushing against you. So that we don't make you into an image that that of someone we want to serve, but so that we may be made more into your image. We love you, Lord. And we trust you to to lead us. Because you are with us. And you're good. It's in your son's name.
1: Shit. See-